I've spent hundreds of hours, maybe even thousands of hours over the last 20 years reading and studying through the Bible, teaching through the scriptures. If it does, as they say, take 10,000 hours of work in a single subject to become a subject matter expert, I don't really feel that it's crazy to say that I've exceeded those 10,000 hours. And in all of my reading and study, I've always found that the closing words of Paul's letters are worth taking time to think deeply about or to meditate on them. And as I was reading through the closing words of 2 Corinthians this morning, I love that Paul says to the Corinthians, a group of people who had their misgivings, their issues, he says, we pray that you may be made complete. And then just a couple of verses later, he gives his closing exhortation. He says, finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. He prays for them that they would be complete or mature. And then he says, become complete, become mature. And those words in verse 11 of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, they are a command. But to fully understand what Paul is saying here, you need a little bit of a language lesson on this passage, which was originally written in Greek. So when he says become complete, it's a command. It's in what is called the imperative mood. So it is a command. But it is also in the passive voice in the Greek language that it's written here in this passage. So it is a perfecting work that is a work that is to happen to the Corinthian Christians. They are receiving this action. But the command component of this seems to be that Paul is saying, you need to allow this perfecting work to happen in your life. So he's commanding them to have this work happen in their lives, allow it to take place. So I would put it like this. God wants to work in you to bring about a perfecting or a maturing work. And every single one of us, we would call this, or the Bible would call this, sanctification. God wants to sanctify you. And Paul was praying for the Corinthians that they would be sanctified, that they would grow to maturity. That is the desire of every parent, whether you are actual an actual biological parent or like a spiritual father. And so he is wanting his spiritual kids to grow to maturity. And at the same time that he is praying that God would grow them to maturity, he commands the Corinthians, you need to allow this sanctifying work of God's grace and his word and his spirit to happen in you. I would suggest that there are ways that you and I can either promote or welcome God's sanctifying work in our life, or there are ways that we can hinder or resist his sanctifying work in our lives. And the exact ways that you could either welcome or resist this work That's an entire series of teachings in and of itself. But here at the beginning of another week, I want to give you one way that you can either resist God's sanctifying work or you can welcome it in your life. And my hope is that you will welcome it. That was Paul's hope, that you won't hinder it. He was praying that they would become mature and that they would allow this maturing process to take place. So how can you resist or hinder God's sanctifying work or make it more likely that his sanctifying work will have its full effect in your life. Well, the Apostle James writes in the opening of his letter, his epistle, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That's hard. I don't like trials. 
And as a synonymous or parallel idea to trials, James speaks of the testing of your faith. So trials are tests. I don't like tests. Tests are hard. And when you fall into a trial, that's like a pop quiz, a test that you weren't prepared for. So tests are bad enough, but so much worse are the tests that you weren't prepared for. And when I find myself in a test that I wasn't prepared for, I am anything but joyful. And yet James says, brothers and sisters, consider it pure joy when troubles, tests, and trials pop up. Why should you be joyful in the midst of that? Because, James says, this testing of your faith, it is a test that will ultimately produce patience or perseverance or endurance. So the test itself has a perfecting work in your life. Trials and tests have what James calls perfecting power, that you will be complete, lacking nothing, perfect, mature. This is what these tests do in our lives. These things can result in our maturing, our growing up. But it is not necessarily inevitable that you will grow or be mature by tests or trials. They, they could result in your maturing, but it could also result in someone not growing in their maturity or their steadfastness or their patience. If they don't respond in the right way to the trial, it might result in them becoming more impatient or bitter or frustrated. And I'm sure you've met some people who are bitter, frustrated, and impatient because of the challenges that they've faced. So how do we become more complete and grow to maturity? How do you allow God's sanctifying work to be worked out in you as you face difficulties, tests, and trials? Well, you have to welcome the test and recognize that the test is something that God has allowed in your life or maybe even brought into your life to help you to grow to maturity. The way that you frame the challenge that you're going through is key when you recognize that, okay, God, you have allowed this into my life for your purpose, then it will begin to work in you to bring about maturity. Or you can resist it and become upset and frustrated, and then it will stunt your growth. He desires to bring about maturity, but how you respond is a big decision. That's your choice. You get to choose. And I pray, as Paul did for the Corinthians, that you will become mature. And I want to encourage you to allow God's completing, sanctifying process to be worked out in you. Welcome it. Don't resist it. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.